Hello, family, and welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Moss. And Moss is a multiple near-death experiencer, spiritually transformative experiencer. He's developed this amazing tool called XI to assist the collective uh, in changing their frequency, which, as he says, change your frequency, change your life. And I'm really excited that you've decided to come on the podcast today and share with our community. So I'm going to toss it right over to you. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so my name is Masajati. And uh, through two near-death experiences, it's really allowed me to understand who we are at a very deep level. So first near-death uh, really allowed me, again, to... Uh, understand the concepts of our limitless potential or that limitless being that we know that we are. The second one allowed me to to understand the mechanics, the mechanics on how this reality works. So, so exponential intelligence is literally a guidebook on how to access your limitless potential that we all have deep inside. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you feel very limitless. You know, you could literally do anything, but then over time, you know, that feeling starts to degrade and then people think, well, reality sets in and so on like that. But from what I've seen and what I've worked on, you know, hundreds of thousands of live, uh, you know, client sessions, uh, you know, over the decade, our research has shown that that limitless concept of who we are as a child is actually true. You don't have to age the way you do. You don't have to get diseased the way you do. You can uh, you can have success and be happy. You, uh, you can have that spiritual uh, knowing or acknowledgement. So, uh, and that's what exponential intelligence does or becoming exponentially intelligent uh, really gets us to do. It allows us to go back and do things the right way. So we don't have to destroy ourselves. We don't have to um, uh, control or uh, be in lack. Because if you if you think about anything that you do in in the in this reality, uh, that you you know we we live in it's all about you know lack and control uh, and sacrifice. No matter what you do, if you if you're if you're loving somebody, uh, you usually have to say sacrifice some part or some aspect of you to love that individual. Uh, if you're trying to you know do good in the world, you literally have to say lack, um, create lack for yourself, uh, or again sacrifice yourself. You don't have to do that. You're a limitless being. Um, you're to me, it's a timeless being. And and so I've figured out a way to go back to being that say grand spiritual being that we all know we are. Okay, right? now. People who are religious or spiritual, they'll call it your spirit. Um, uh, I'm on the science side, uh, uh, but I see both sides. Uh, I would say that uh, it's your timeless being. So you have a timeless component to yourself. You have a time-bound component to yourself. And the key is to you know harmonize the two. And as you harmonize the two, <clears throat> you start to integrate, or you start to you start to connect with your uh, again limitless potential that you have, uh, that you know you have, being a spirit, and you start to bring that into this concept of reality, this concept of time and space. And it gets really, really cool from there because it's a merging of spirituality and science. So literally exponential intelligence, uh, again, turns all that fuzzy logic that's out there about spirituality and then that not 
unknowing aspect of science, merging them together to bring you a pure science on how to become your best possible version of who you are, not just for yourself, but how to transform your world, uh, you know, your loved ones, and then also the world. So uh, becoming exponentially intelligent or rising to a higher level of consciousness, uh, one would say, uh, would solve the problems uh, of this reality of this world that, 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 that we live in. So Thank you for sharing that. So I wrote down some stuff while you were talking. Some stuff came to me uh, talking That's about like how in our collective, many people mm -hmm. feel like they have to sacrifice a piece of themselves in order, you know, just to, yeah, just kind of to survive. You know, like we we develop all of these special relationships with other people where we put right. their priorities above our own. So how do you tap into that limitlessness? Like how do you tap into... Well, I mean, in A Course in Miracles, they would say making a special relationship, a holy relationship. And I mm -hmm. feel like you're kind of on the same path. So yes. that's how my brain is breaking it down anyway. So how do you tap into yeah. that limitlessness? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, most people uh, connect to that limitlessness or that holy path by seeking them, uh, by seeking uh, something outside of themselves you know, say like a higher consciousness, uh, whether it's angels, spirit guides, <clears throat> some people channel, you know, their, their great grandma or, you know, like say, um, uh, John of God, he channeled dead doctors. I mean, that's what he, that's what he said, right? He channels dead doctors. Um, so it's always, or even if you want to say, connect to God, it's outside of you, right? However you define God or a spiritual being, um, so, so those, and, and that's the problem. Uh, the problem is it's always outside of yourself. Um, but the key is, is that if you, if you awaken from the inside, I call it your inner expansion, you started to awaken, you, you started to connect that timeless self that you are into the time bound self. So there's your timeless self here, your time bound self here. And then there's all these layers um, that destroy you, right? Uh, so what you want to do is have as few layers as you can between your timeless and your time-bound self or your spirit and yourself. That's really the key. You can't go outside of yourself to do that. You would have to understand how you create yourself in this reality. How can a timeless person or a timeless, say, uh, being uh, transform into a physical being? Okay, It's a huge magic trick. So, what, so your purpose... Um, in life, by the way, if you've ever wondered what your purpose in life is about, is about understanding the magic trick. And then once you understand the magic trick, you can pull in, uh, you can render or you can create all those things that, uh, again, that allow you to be your optimal self or your limitless self into this physical form. So one aspect, uh, again, is to understand the connection between your higher self uh, and your your physical being here. Um, in other words, um, uh, and again, most people go outside. You know, they study. You know, which is which is totally cool. Um, but you know, they study religions, they study spirituality, they study they study under a mentor, they go hide in a cave or whatever that they do. But the key is is that you know that um, uh, whenever you're seeking outside of yourself. Uh, you'll you'll always lose that connection, and it takes okay. you. It actually takes you further away from your goal. You can use those things and go inside, 
yourself. So, okay. Some stuff's coming up for me. So mm-hmm. we're talking about, well, I'm kind of perceiving it as layers. Like yeah. I need, or I, I perceive that I need, uh, like, like a cheat code almost. So like, mm-hmm. if I can focus my energy on a spirit guide in, instead mm-hmm. of like coming into like this realization that I am limitless, the spirit guide maybe can be the thing that helps me understand that if I feel like I have a connection to the divine in some way. So it's kind of like the way that I perceive it is like walking up steps, you know, like each right. step is getting me closer and closer to my limitless potential, right. but I require aids because my, my, my layers of awareness are just like not there yet, you know? So, so how do you feel about some people like using that as a tool to get them to sort of what you're talking about? Oh, uh, now using AIDS, using spirit gods, using, uh, again, your dead grandma or whatever, you know, that you connect to, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the problem is, is that people start to use that aid that's supposed to help them. And then it turns into a crutch, right? So whether, again, it's spirit guides or whether it's plant med- medicines or whether it's a religion or a belief system and so on like that, uh, they start to lose themselves more and more because they transfer their power uh, into the spirit guide, uh, and they go without that spirit, uh, guide, I'm nothing, uh, without that belief system, I'm nothing. So you go further and further away from say the goal, um, uh, that you stated earlier, right. About finding yourself. So again, there's nothing wrong with that, but you want to use those, those, those tools that are out there, uh, to allow you to connect to a higher source again make you stronger but in most cases it makes you weaker uh if you if you look at anybody that um say any guru so to speak uh in the beginning right they got stronger and stronger and then towards the end uh, they become very uh violent they become abusive they use a lot of people so on like that because they lost themselves it wasn't the it wasn't the right path uh, the right path it would be a Jesus or a Buddha or a Muhammad or, you know, uh, great individuals like that, that again, found themselves more and more and more as they, you know, uh, ascended up that ladder or that uh, the stairs, as you would call it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious, well, you're mentioning all, all of these great spiritual teachers and I'm curious, mm-hmm. did you grow up in an environment where you were exposed to that? Or is this, are these all things that came into your awareness after your spiritual experiences? Well, you know, uh, my family, um, you know, we, we grew up, you know, in a specific religion, uh, but then, uh, you know, my dad was a, my dad was a doctor and, you know, he believed in the sciences. So he started to question, you know, all the religions. And as I grew up, well, I studied, you know, a lot of the religions, you know, cause I, I just wanted to be, you know, my best possible self. I wanted to be, have that dream life of, on what could be possible out there. So, you know, People would say, hey, you know what, you, you know, you find a religion and, uh, um, you know, you go for it, you learn it uh, and everything is OK. But l- uh, look at anybody. Uh, and again, it's not the religion. It's how you practice those religions, um, um, y- you know, and there's a lot of people that practice religions or spiritual, uh, y- you know, customs and so on like that, or even science on the science side, you know, or even atheism, whatever none of those individuals are really, really happy. So what's that one key component? You know, people go, well, if I, if I make a hell of a lot of money, uh, I'll be happy. If I become, you know, spiritual, uh, I'll become happy. If I do X, I'll be happy. But 
again, going back to say a great teacher, Jesus, um, not the religion, but the actual man, he said, there's only one path. Uh, and, you know, again, they say it's through him, but uh, again, it's basically accepting whatever that is. And I'm not Christian in any way. Uh, I'm not anything in any way, but that one path is to awaken. How do you awaken? It all goes back to that one concept of, again, knowing that you're a high spiritual being in physical form and then clearing out those layers in between. Uh, and that's the key. Most people throw in more layers, which go further and further away. Okay. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying now. Now I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Um, I love how you interpreted that line that Jesus says that it's not through like Christ, it's through awakening. And, right. and I think that that's a great, great interpretation of that line. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, so before we were kind of talking, well, okay. I, one of the questions I have is what do you think the purpose of mystical experiences is, you know, like some people have these mystical experiences. Mm -hmm. Some people do not. Some people come back from near death experiences. They have all of this information that they'd like to share. Mm -hmm. Like what are the purpose of mystical experiences? Well, um, I guess I'd have to know what your definition of mystical experiences is because life in itself is a mystical experience to me because I look at it. I look at life here from and that's really the key, you know, for what I've done and how I teach, you know, my students um, is that your physical being here is not real. You know, this is just that mirage. This is that mystical experience that you have your spirit or your timeless self is the real being. So this reality is the mystical, say, experience to me, for example. It, and it's an amazing mystical experience. It's 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 amazing what we could do here. So, um, but I think you're referring to the unknown or the unseen, right? Um, yeah, so the unknown and the unseen uh, is, it, it, it's those possibilities. It's those little um, clues that gives us is like gosh you know what there's a grander being there's a grander possibility out there for us so those mystical experiences like near deaths and so on um shouldn't be shunned by science uh um and it shouldn't uh morph into some say fuzzy logic by you know spiritual people we should understand it's like hey there is a grander is there's so many people who've had like near-death experiences that have had say amazing experiences there's so many people who have had mystical experiences that, that we should actually study it and start to know the science behind it uh and that's really the key again merging and knowing the science because once you know and once you understand say the science behind it we can all access a higher um higher um higher potentiality of who we are um so uh, i want to say one more but uh, one more thing um so it, it really uh, uh another aspect about mystical uh, mystical say experiences uh, again is that once we understand say the concepts uh, or the logic behind it it doesn't become mystical anymore you know it's all science at one time was say magic and you know unbelievable but then once we knew the science behind it it became common day for us that makes sense so yeah it does do, do we want to get to that point where these things are not magical and we could like get down um, to the science of it oh oh absolutely because you know we're just 
treading water here you know we're still treading in the same consciousness that that humans treaded treaded like thousands of years ago we're still trying to define all those things but the cool thing is that you know as as it becomes normal everyday life or common knowledge just like back in the day people didn't believe in airplanes you know uh, or people didn't believe in wireless technology. Uh, and now it's like a common everyday thing, right? People would shun it. People would ridicule it. Those are the three stages that, you know, at first uh, people, you know, ridicule it and then they shun it. And then it becomes common everyday, say, practice or knowledge, right? And that's how we expand. So it's like you're going, well, there's going to be no mysticism once we figure it out. No, 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 no. Uh, you get into the higher realms of what could be that I've gone into. It's like, and and the things that we can do at those higher realms, at the higher levels of consciousness, far outweigh any mystical experience that most people have had in this reality. Um, you know, if you imagine you're at a level zero consciousness, uh, again, where you can create density to experience yourself, uh, you know, most people who have mystical experiences go to that level one consciousness, and that's about it, level one. But there's infinite levels of consciousness above. So if we conquer or if we understand level one consciousness, we can all go, gosh, I wonder what's what mystical experiences are in level two consciousness. I wonder, you know, and you conquer that and then you keep going, well, what's in level three consciousness, uh, you know, and uh, uh, the experiences get more and more and the amazingness of who we are get to, you know, it allows us to expand. So, so we'll never run out of mystical experiences. Don't worry about that. Okay. Okay. So well, okay, now I'm kind of I'm like playing devil's advocate in my own mind, pardon the, Absolutely. the but um, so I'm curious then why are we having a human experience if if our idea is to raise our frequency to a point where we're coming into pure awareness then what is the purpose of having this human experience Oh absolutely well like Einstein said you know that um you know if it wasn't for time and space everything would happen all at once uh, again you're limitless beings so so if you're a limitless being again it, it's all fantastic but being a limitless being again, contrary to belief, is you're literally a void, right? Um, because you, you'd have to be nothing to be everything, if that makes sense. And that goes, you know, into a deeper consciousness. Um, but then how do you define, how do you define who you really are? Okay. One of the best ways is to say experience things in linear fashion, hence time and space, or the creation of time and space. So, the reason why you're here in this physical form is it it allows you to reflect back who you are and see the possibilities or the beauty that you really are. And then you get to really embrace who you are. This is where, again, when people flip that around from being, say, a physical being thinking that there's, you know, there's some spiritual aspect of themselves that they want to connect to. If you flip that around to go, I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience and I want to understand it. Uh, this is where life becomes really beautiful. And this is where you say play with your higher self even more. This is where you can, uh, again, define who you are. Because without that reflection or reference point, um, you're, you're everything all at once, which is great. But it's even cooler if you could really experience and cherish, say, you know, a morsel at a time. Nice. Okay. So some more stuff coming up. Um, okay. So you mentioned something about like level zero 
consciousness awareness right and then like maybe near-death experience you jump up to level one and then just Mm -hmm. to reflect back what you're just saying now um, about like coming into this awareness like that's the beauty of this experience starting at level zero consciousness and then Mm -hmm. remembering so what created level zero consciousness did we as a higher aspect of ourselves create this low consciousness experience um, yes. So, uh, at a higher level, uh, again, since we all, you know, we all got together as grand beings and, you know, uh, we wanted to experience all that was right. So in order to become or, uh, experience all that was, you know, we separated ourselves into say spiritual beings. Um, so that's the first phase, but we are one. And, and that's the notion that everybody talks about. We're one. We actually are one, right? We have all possibilities. So you imagine this fear coming in uh, and then, you know, it's like, gosh, you know, how can we experience everything that could be? So it's like, well, we'll separate ourselves into spiritual beings, you know, spiritual components of that oneness, right? Uh, and that oneness is not God, by the way, uh, or because you have to have a source outside of yourself. So just so to to create something, right? Uh, you can't be in the same level. So uh, the first step again is a separation of that our into our spiritual beings, and then from there it's like, wow, this is really really cool. But then it's like we want more, you know. We want to design it more, so we come into say uh, what you said uh, a low level state. It actually is a very high level state for a spiritual being to create say um, an experience of a physical experience where you can actually say you know, do all the things that you do, that's a high level state uh, to, to, to be, you know, it takes a high level, say, of intelligence, right, to create something that is miraculous as this reality here, or evolve into, say, a being that is so intricate uh, as a human being. I mean, look at all the technology that goes into you, um it's crazy right where is that intelligence it's like oh my god so we created that um to 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 again be as precise as we can uh with our say experiences Um, okay so um i really love that that reflection on what the human experience mm -hmm. is like because the human experience for some people can seem very damning and so that's like where i want to go with this conversation because well i've been in some of your workshops and i listened to some of your talks that you've done with ions i've been present for them so i already know a lot about your philosophy on life and so i believe if my understanding is correct and please correct me if i'm wrong you don't Mm -hmm. believe in pre-birth planning but you do believe that we are somehow creators of this um well you if if well let me ask you you know if 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 people were um i i do believe in say pre-birth planning in a sense that you're a product of evolution okay so so i i totally believe in that but you know most people go well i chose this life and so on like that but if you really really chose your life um uh, again i believe you're a product of evolution uh, and then you're basically an extension of your parents, right? And that's so in that sense, if you're an extension of your parents, then uh, and then when you are in physical form, you want to get away from your parents. Well, then, you know, and change and be different. Uh, that's when you start to realize it's like, oh, crap, 
you know, especially when you're zero to 70 years old, you know, it's like, dang, you know, I want to be very different. Um, uh, you know, you start to understand the realities of your parents and you go, you want to be different by the time, you know, you're 18 years old. So that, you know, that, that should prove to us really that we didn't really choose that experience. And then look at all the experiences that people have over and over and over and over again. Um, so from lifetime after lifetime, uh, you, you know, uh, we have the same experience. Uh, look at your, uh, again, look at generational patterns. You, you know, all those things are signs to me that you didn't pre-plan it. You just had what mom and dad had. Does that make sense? Yeah. So but what, but that Okay. So how do you explain people who like completely, okay. So like nature versus nurture or like people who mm -hmm. do not succumb to uh, like the generational line of their families? Um, for the most part, uh, again, those, uh, um, those individuals who don't succumb to the generational patterns is like, uh, again, we don't evolve, you know, so it's the nature part, right? The, you know, the evolutionary process of your genes, you know, coming together, creating another being. But then the nurture part is that, and that's the key, that's our opportunity to really change and transform. But in human societies, you know, human species don't learn and transform. And that's why I repeat the same thing. That's why, you know, our great grandparents had heart issues. Uh, and then our children, you know, we have propensity to have heart issues, for example, you know, our great grandparents. So the product of evolution, the system works really, really well. Right? The system of evolution works well. It's been it's been refined for I would say trillions of years. I mean, look at nature; it's amazing, right? Uh, and it's on it's perfection. But humans uh, again are have free will, right? Uh, and we can get into a whole different subject on why we have free will and so on like that. But um, but the key is is that we're not using that free will. We're literally recycling because we're not awakened enough to understand and evolve into a higher say being so back to your question on you know people separating from their family they still age the same way they might do very very different things you know like say their family was poor uh and this you know and the child is wealthy or vice versa or the family was really spiritual or religious and the you know the child is different or you know again but they age the same their trajectory of life is all the same uh whether they were poor or wealthy whether they were religious or not religious you know or vice versa their end outcome their bottom line and on how they experience life is the same uh, and I, and i think that's really important to understand people think it's like well what i'm doing is going to make a difference in my life it, and it's not uh, you know, people go, well, if I become wealthy, then uh, that's when I'll really start to understand myself, right? That's where I can expand into my being. Uh, and it doesn't work that way. People who are on the spiritual path, they go, well, if I'm spiritual, uh, you know, that's where I'll start to expand myself. But again, most people lose their identity. They sacrifice themselves. Uh, and that's their own. Um, your purpose in life, no matter what you're doing, you only have a single purpose is to understand who you really are, uh, whether you're making love, uh, you know, having a great relationship, trying to save the planet, uh, trying to be kind, no matter what it is, it's always going back to understanding or experiencing who you are. Uh, 
uh, right? Or to have a greater understanding of who you are. But he, but people, uh, again, they get stuck in the experience going, if, if this is the right way, this is the right path. But then they reach that path and they go, gosh, I, I didn't define myself. Uh, I'm further away from that goal than I was ever before. So uh, again, that's the importance of it. Uh, it's uh, And then once you understand that, this is where you can literally, I would say, say change your genetics. You don't have to age like society does. You don't have to get diseased like society does. Uh, you don't have to do all those things that, you know, basically are wrong in society. Look at society. There's a lot of great things there, but there's a, a lot of not so great things that, you know, we don't have to repeat again, right? So that repetition uh, really tells us that we're doing the same thing over and over. So. Okay, so you're talking about... Uh... Well, remembering uh, being in that state of knowing who you are. And when mm -hmm. you're saying that, do you, you don't mean like an individual personality. You mean remembering who you are as a spiritual being? Yes. So knowing that you are a grand being. Uh, and then if you come from that space uh, and actually tap into that power of being a grand being, this is where the problems in your life resolve. Okay. Uh, this is where, uh, again, you become abundant naturally, where you become successful, happy. This is where you understand your spiritual, say, purpose uh, and everything comes together because that's what a grand being is. Right. Uh, and people start to separate that. People go, well, you know, if you're spiritual, you shouldn't have money and all this stuff. But, you know, a grand being or a spiritual being is some 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 being that is limitless in all aspects. There is no lack. Right. You're a spiritual being. There should be uh, no lack of any kind. So, you you know, you need to ask yourself if you were a spiritual being, OK, would you be in any sort of lack? Uh, you would not. No. So if you create yourself in this reality, uh, why would you create yourself in lack? So that's another reason why I say, you know, uh, that most people don't have a plan. They just literally follow the footsteps of their parents. Yeah, I really love that because it's so simple. Like, of course, like, why, why would I like as this grand being choose to come here and and struggle like financially or spiritually or, you know, mm -hmm. through community? Like, I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd want to have the right. most optimal experience. So how do you feel about like duality and contrast? Um, well, duality, uh, I, I call it reference points. Uh, absolutely. It, it, reference points are basically telling you that you're not awakened. It basically tells you how close you are to your higher being. Uh, again, your limitless self, your t uh, your timeless self or limitless self and your time bound self. So um, those contrasts or reflections or reference points say like you get cancer. Okay. It's like, why do you get cancer? Well, it basically says that, you know, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of off center and you need to redirect yourself. This is where, uh, again, I'm not claiming to cure anybody, but you know, this is where people start to awaken and they go, oh, I know who I am. I don't need that cancer anymore to reflect upon how far off uh, I am. So in the spiritual community, people go, well, the more I suffer, um, you know, the more I'm connected or the more I'll be, say, rewarded afterwards. That's not the case at all. Uh, it basically means the more you suffer, the more out of sync you are where, where you should be on your path and you should go back to that center. But then people go, well, 
and people are taught, it's like, well, I need to suffer more. I need to give myself more. I need to, you know, help people uh, in a way that I suffer and they benefit. You know, all those things, again, keep you away or separate you from so uh, your spiritual path uh, that you have. So that duality, um, uh, or I would call it reference points, uh, and I might not understand what duality in your definition is, so what is your definition of no, no, no. you're answering it so well like you just okay. you just pop something open in my brain like some little bubble just like burst and i was like oh, oh my beautiful. goodness that's it there it is yeah i love the idea that well i can have experienced contrast at some point in my life and i do not have to continue experiencing contrast mm-hmm. to, as a reference point like i've already experienced it so i already know that at that point in my life i was very far away from my from my actual being. Right. So I don't have to continue to experience it. Cause at first when you said it, I was thinking like, Oh, and sort of, I never really hear you talk about ego. So I, I kind of want to get into that, but I sort of saw oh, sure. like these two versions of myself, like this ego and this spirit and the ego being like, we have to bounce back and forth so that we can get that great pile of like remembering our spirit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just another trick. So yeah. If you, can you maybe talk a little bit about your interpretation of ego? I've never really heard you use that word. Yeah. Ego. Uh, it's really a fantastic tool if you use it right. Um, you know, uh, the problem with this reality, first of all, is that most people, you know, have redefined the real purpose or the first definition um, um, purpose on ego, love, honor, and all those things. They've redefined it or basically they've mucked it up, you know, uh, to take them the wrong way. So we need to recalibrate all those definitions. So ego, uh, in its pure definition, is that it allows you to understand the pure definition of ego. Again, it allows you to understand who you are as a grand being and it forces you or it gives you and it creates enough power to pull that limitless being that you are into physical form even more. So you contain your 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 limitless self or your spirit, you can contain it in a physical form, okay? Because it takes a lot of ego to do that, by the way, okay? Uh, so it's about you. Uh, the wrong way of ego is that, uh, you know, uh, is that I'm I'm highly intelligent, you know, and then I'm going to hold on to my intelligence because that's who I think who, who I am. Because without that intelligence, I'm nobody. Does that make sense? So it's literally the opposite reflection. Or there's ego of, you know, highly successful individuals. It's like, well, because, you know, I have so much money. Uh, therefore I know everything about everything and I should be the expert on everything and I could tell other people what to do. That's a huge ego, uh, you know, or because I'm a specific religious person, you know, and I believe in this and, you know, thousands or billions of people believe in this specific religion or this way, you know, I'm going to hold on to this ego and shun everybody else because this is the right way. But if you look at all those three examples, you know, if you're holding on to a physical identity here you've lost yourself so you've lost yourself so much into your intellect your your spiritual beliefs or you know your wealth or whatever in between you know that you people hold on to because you're very very insecure of who you are so ego again is is a gauge 
the most people use ego if you know the wrong kind of ego um by the way the big big people who have huge egos right and then they're jerks basically let's just call it that basically it's a gauge it tells you you know the right sort it's like you're way off you know you've lost yourself so you have now your power comes from uh something physical money spiritual uh whatever uh knowledge beauty you know, uh, control over people. Again, that's that gauge. Uh, real ego gets you closer uh, where you, again, pull uh, and it tells you how connected you are. And that's that's where you become, say, benevolent. Uh, and you know you have power, you have great power, but you don't have to use, you don't have to control uh, anything like that. Uh, you don't have to control, you don't have to uh, abuse. You don't have to do anything to destroy other people to define who you are. So in its sense, ego again allows you to go, gosh, I'm a grand being and I deserve it, right? I am that one. But if you use ego the proper way, you don't belittle anybody. You actually create, say, uh, you don't, so uh, improper ego creates, say, a separation of self uh, and others. Uh, proper ego goes, hey, you know what? I'm a grand being. Uh, look at look at my light. Look at the possibilities of me, and then uh, and and then that extends. It's like, oh yeah, you can be that light too, right? And it literally pulls people. If you have ego, or people call it charisma, uh, you know, you people you, you pull people to uh, again within your light. Um, and as you pull them in, it's like, gosh, I can turn my light on too you know what I mean? And that's yeah. where, you know, you get stronger and stronger. So this kind of segues into something else that I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you about, which was about frequency. So mm -hmm. how can we be on different frequencies, but be having the same experience? So, like, I kind of need you to define frequency a little bit for me. Like, is each individual operating on their own sort of radio dial? Or like, is there a collective system of frequency? Um, well, that's a, that's a whole lecture series. Uh, but yeah, so in a, in a nutshell, uh, everything is created, uh, of frequencies. Uh, for example, the color, you know, any color, uh, if you break it down is a frequency, right? You modulate the frequency, it turns into a different color or, you know, you modulate the frequency, it can turn into heat or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, or if you, you know, sound is just a different frequency. So if you get deeper and deeper, you know, like a, a piece of lead is resonates at a certain frequency to create that components that we call lead, right? Or gold has a certain frequency. So if you think of everything as a frequency, and if you resonate at a certain frequency, uh, it'll create an outcome, a physical, say, experience of that. For example, your hair color is a frequency that your genetics is resonating at, if that makes sense for you, right? Um, so you are just a cumulative total of a, you know a millions of different frequencies that I call your frequency signature, okay? Um, so that's that. So that's that base uh, concept. Uh, and again, I'm just giving you, you know, a very abbreviated version. Um, and then, you know, your frequency of your life blueprint, right? That blueprint is like if you run, say, abuse patterns. Uh, that's a general theme that people have. It's like they have one general, one or two general frequencies that their whole life is dictated on. So no matter what they do, say that they're you know, running a lucky frequency, no matter what they do, 
right? No matter what they do, it's always a lucky. They're lucky, right? No matter what they do, they're lucky in love, lucky in money. You know, they get into tight situations. You know, they're lucky. So that's a frequency. So so people start to and uh, the and what we do and what exponential intelligence is about is like, where's the origin of that frequency? So most people, you know, they don't get to the origin or the source of how their frequency, you know, works. Most people are in their heads, um, you know, they're that mental state. They go, it's like what I do and what I think about, you know, that could be it. But, you know, your frequency of, say, um, abuse starts here because that's your original core, right? Uh, or your master blueprint. And then, you know, by the time you understand it and your life experiences, you know, your your point A, that's where you start your origin of your frequency. But most people try to redirect their frequency at point Z. There's a lot of steps in between that created who you are. That makes sense to you. So there's different levels of frequencies. You know, there's frequencies of physical form. Uh, and then there's frequencies of like knowing or connection, that knowing that you have a certain vibe. You know, you walk into a room or you connect with people. That's a layer of frequency. Again, it's all physical. There's frequencies that are sent out by your heart or your chakra systems uh, and so on like that. And then there's a, you know, a main frequency or the origin of your frequencies. And that's where you want to be. And that's the bridge. The origin of frequencies is, is the bridge between your timeless or your spirit self and your physical form. So um, imagine that, you know, time and space is like a <clears throat> calm pond, you know, just a water, which is really, really calm. Okay. To define who you are, you'd have to, or to see that water, for example, or to make it real, you know, you put a ripple in it and then you go, oh, that's water. Um, if that makes sense. So your spirit to create itself here in this reality puts ripples uh, in it, in, 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 in certain, say, mo uh, modulation, you know, it puts a certain ripple into it and it renders your body here. Wow. So that's in a nutshell. So yeah. if you change, and this is where I go, if you change your frequency, you change your life, not, not if you change your mindset, because, uh, again, you just are changing the environment that's already you, you've created for yourself. So, so, so there's one main frequency, again, how, you know, earth has a certain frequency, hence we, so we're all connected to that. And within that frequency, we create ourselves. Uh, does that make sense? We yeah, create our family lineage and so on. And then within that, um, you know, we create our definition of who we are. And these are uh, how all those filters get created. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I love the imagery of like this sort of water and I, I love that so much because it really helps me understand it. And um, and I love that this is what you do for people that you assist them in changing their frequency. Uh, I think that I've heard testimonies from some of your students and it's just incredible. So we're going to put Absolutely. all of your links in the liner notes of this episode. There'll be a link right here. Currently, Moss is doing a workshop for IONS, mm -hmm. but you might be watching this five years in the future, so it's no longer there. But uh, if you happen to be watching it between the months of July and October 2023, you can come and sign up for Moss's workshop series, which, yeah, has already, it's only been one, one workshop in, but already been so transformative. So I just mm -hmm. want to thank you for taking time out uh, to contributing to our community and sharing Sharing, uh, sharing your spiritual knowledge with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. All right, honey. Bye-bye.